It is Tuesday, November 7th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. The Chargers dominate the Jets on Monday Night Football. And college basketball tips off. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Chargers 27, Jets 6 to wrap up week 9. Clippers fall to the Knicks in James Harden's debut. And Michigan State loses to James Madison in college basketball? What is happening here? What is the Vegas lead, Scott? College basketball didn't start yet. You're lying. It started. I promised. Yet Yesterday was day one. Let's start in the NFL. Monday Night Football wrapped up week nine with the Chargers handling the Jets 27-6. to All questions are answered. Anybody who thought that Justin Herbert wasn't better than Zach Wilson, <laughs> it's official now. Well, that okay. you can answer. But uh, although last night it wasn't like Justin Herbert did anything special. No, he did 16 not. of 30 passing for only 136 yards. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. AJ, McKenzie, maybe you can answer this. One of you answer this, please. When was the last time a team had under 200 total yards of offense but won the game by three touchdowns? Well, the Colts won uh, a game just the other day. with I know they didn't win by three touchdowns. I think they won by two touchdowns, but they had under 200 yards. It doesn't happen very often that teams have under 200 yards and win a game, period, mm-hmm. much less by any kind of margin. Uh, so McKenzie will be able to find that better than I will, but I, I can't imagine it's, it's happened more than a handful of times ever. Saints-Patriots, 34-0. They had less than 200 yards passing. Uh, Not passing, t- total yard, total offense. Oh, okay. Because the Chargers had a total of 191 yards last night. The Jets' defense, this is such – it's it's high it's, – I don't even know the adjective to say, guys. They are wasting this team. They're wasting this defensive unit on a pathetic quarterback in Zach Wilson who is coached by a pathetic offensive coordinator in Nathaniel Hackett. They have talent on this team, and yeah, they had a nice little three-game winning streak. Last night was flat-out embarrassing. Yeah. So it's happened eight times in the last 32 years. Last time was 2018, Bears-Bills. Think about that. The Jets defense held the Chargers to 191 total yards and lost the game 27-6. to Yes, there was a punt return for a touchdown. That happens. You'll get a special team score, whatever. But then there was the fumble return down to the two. Eckler with the cheap touchdown. And that's it. Like, the Chargers offense did nothing in this game. Keenan Allen got his catches, pushed himself over 10K. They did the, Great same, story. They did the same that the Jets offense did. I mean, which is yeah. nothing. It's It was 3.4 yards per play to 3.5 yards per play. Mm-hmm. They, they were both just pathetic offenses. The difference is we know the Jets' defense is very good. The Chargers defense shouldn't look that good unless there's just someone inept playing quarterback. And that was the case last night. Zach Wilson cannot play in this league. Like he just can't. And I don't I'm fascinated to like one day they're gonna pick apart that 2021 NFL draft. Oh, I, I I already did it. I've done it several times. It's just a joke. Who should the Jets have taken? Micah Parsons? 
anyone would have. No, Any, no, anyone, no, right? no. It goes back even further, AJ. The Jets should have never beat the Cleveland Browns the year before. <laughs> so they could have Trevor Lawrence? So they could have Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, Adam Gase gave one final fuck you to the Jets before getting fired, and that was coaching that team to a win against the Cleveland Browns in the final week of the season. I don't know how far down the list I would get before I said, you know what? I would rather have Zach Wilson than that player. And he was the second pick. And that includes Trey Lance, who, by the way, is like the most uh, beleaguered of the guys that were mm-hmm. drafted in that class. And granted, there, there was a pick. There was picks given up for it. So it makes sense that that one's picked apart a little bit more. But if you said you can have Trey Lance as your quarterback or Zach Wilson, who would you prefer? To me, it's Trey Lance. It's not even close. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I Because I, I, I still don't know if Trey Lance can play. I know for a fact Zach Wilson is dreadful. Like, he is Josh Rosen. He doesn't belong on an NFL field. And I tweeted out last night, Josh Dobbs wins that game for the Jets yesterday. Clayton Toon might win that yeah. game for the Jets. I don't know. But, it, I mean, it but was... also, the, the, the coaching staff, I understand the offensive line was, is shit, but the, the coaching staff did not do them any favors. When you cannot protect your quarterback, you have to call plays and design your offense to get the ball out of his hands quickly. To, to do quick passes. Let me ask a question. Did you watch more of the first half or the second half? Watch the entire game, every okay. play. Because I didn't watch the second half. But in the first half, I was watching the Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli, and they were like, man, they got to go downfield. These slants, these hitches. I know that they don't have much of an offensive line, but they got to try something. So they were saying the exact opposite of what you were saying, that they have to go down the field more. I'm guessing they went downfield in the second half, and it was about as disastrous as the first half. Well, you know what happens when you have to give players time to run their routes? Zach Wilson gets sacked. Right. Because the offensive line couldn't protect him. They're and stuck he, between a rock and, and a hard And he play. has no pocket awareness no. That, that he doesn't. And Aikman was ripping him the entire game. Aikman was, oh. He, I mean, it was like underhanded comments. It was it so. Was... Aikman was just like, you know, at some point, you know, he, he, he just has no awareness of the pressure. He doesn't see <laughs> anything. He's pretty hard on him. Like, he was true. really hard on him. But he was tr- it was true. It's like you're an NFL quarterback. You take your three-step drop, and then you know what? You gotta feel if there's a guy there, and you gotta sidestep. You gotta step away from it. Roll out. Use your legs. Zach Wilson's athletic. I lost the same game parlay last night because I took over 13 and a half rushing yards for Zach Wilson. Yeah, thinking, hey, Chargers pass rush is gonna get after him. He's gonna have to run. And you know what? He didn't. You were half. He just right. took you were the sacks. Right. You were half right. He took the sacks. The pass rush got after him. Let me ask you a question. I'm curious as a Jets fan. You have one game to save your life. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers on one leg. Thank you. That was my question. <laughs> on a nub, on like a You'd rather have Aaron Rodgers, one leg, just winging it. Me too, I think. I don't think because it's you know even something? a debate. You know something? If Aaron Rodgers is playing on one leg, he will line up in the shotgun, and as soon as he catches the snap, the ball's out of his hands. He's aware of, of fixing the situation. The ball's out of his hands. Yeah. He won't even. Adjusting he, to the situation. He won't, think about it. Tom Brady lasted until he's 45 because he understood how to get the ball out and not take hits. And I think what you guys are bringing up is a really good point. It's like, because Zach Wilson has some physical gifts. Like, he can move a little bit. He's got a decent arm. The Mormon Mahomes. He's just, he's an idiot. He's not. <laughs> he's just not good at reading anything. Like, he's, he his doesn't. His football awareness is low. Let's it, say it like that. His, I, I said this about a kid on my uh, son's baseball team. I said baseball IQ, but his football IQ is potato. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not good. So, like, he just doesn't know what to do. And... That's that's rule number one. Like you talk about Tom Brady, a guy who wasn't blessed with all the physical gifts, and he's the greatest quarterback of all time. How? Because he knew what to do with the ball. And Zach Wilson just has no clue. And 
Uh, I mean, you mentioned Justin Herbert yesterday didn't have a good day. I mean, obviously he's playing against a really good defense, but you know what he did? He he didn't make any big bozo mistakes. He protected the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, He took what they gave him, even if it was like, okay, I'm going to run five yards. I'm going to step out of bounds and we'll punt because that's all it's going to take to win this game is keep them away. And and he was right. It was the the Chargers are the 21st ranked pass rush per PFF. They're the 22nd graded coverage unit. I I mean, they looked like the 85 Bears. Like they looked unstoppable in that game. Jets head coach Robert Sala, though, won't pin this loss. On his quarterback. I don't know if you could say step back. You know, there's, like I said, there's, it's all encompassing. Like, um, you know, obviously he's going to want some things that he, he wishes he could have done better. Um, uh, you know, we, from, from protection to, 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 it's just a little bit of everything. It's just uh, one of those bizarre games that just every time we had momentum, uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. Uh, wound. Uh, was it his best game? Obviously not. Was it his worst game? No. I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game. But uh, uh, I think the entire offense, obviously, we all could have been better. Now, I understand a little bit of what he's saying because, yes, there was a, there was some fumble, bad turnover luck that plagued the Jets in this one. They turned the ball over a bunch of times, and if not for those, like, I bet you when we look at the results, McKenzie, of our projected margins, it's not going to be 27-6. to six. No. Know, just because the turnovers always come back yeah, to... Jets had more first yeah. downs, yes. better white yards per play. Yeah, but, but the, I mean, the first downs thing was because they kept giving yeah. the ball away and letting them score without yeah. having to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, the Jets, they, they get down uh, a good play to Garrett Wilson, and then he fumbles. So Chargers by two on, touchdowns. Yeah, right. and then on their next drive, there's the strip sack of, of Garrett Wilson. You know, there's another fumble um, when... Uh, what was it? You know, it's just it's oh, Zach, oh, another yeah. Zach. It, yeah. just, it keeps adding up. And when your team is not good enough to score on, you know, the other drives, you can't make up for those turnovers. You know, a team like the Chiefs can make up for turnovers. If Patrick Mahomes fumbles the football, they're okay. They're going to score a touchdown on their next drive. Yeah, the Dolphins are the same way. Like yeah. when, when when the Dolphins turn it over, or, or and even these Tyree Kill fumbles it, and 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 the the Chiefs pick it up and run it back for a touchdown. The Dolphins still scored two un- two unanswered touchdowns to make it a 21-14 game. Maybe the king of this right now is Josh Allen, who's like the the the, the king of all turnover an interception guys. In like every he's, game. he's a good for an interception a game, but when he walks off the field, he's like, eh. well, he's it's not like he's going to change. We'll get him next does. drive. He knows that he can he can still chuck it around, and it's, he's going to be successful more often than not. The Jets are like they give away the ball, and it's like, oh my god. The ball game's over. Yeah. When it was 14 to nothing, I legit felt like this game is over. I, where, where are the Jets going to get 14 points from? It, it, it didn't seem like it was feasible. Well, next week, or this week, I should say, the Jets are here in Vegas to take on the Raiders. What a game. <laughs> Sunday night football. Oh, primetime game. Let's go. There's been action on this line. The Jets are now one-and-a-half-point yep. favorites. So this was higher before last night's game. Yeah, it was two-and-a-half. Yeah. So money coming in on the Raiders. And what's the total? You're skipping the lead here. 36. Oh, my gosh. What a crazy well, number. Primetime unders. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't play the over. I can say that much. I, I wouldn't play the over. Do we think more money, McKenzie, will come in on the Raiders? I think so. I mean, they're home. Do you, well, let me ask you this. How many Jets fans do you think will be at Allegiant Stadium? I think it'll be 64 A lot? Jets okay. Fans, yeah. Maybe that makes sense then. Yeah. Because on a neutral, I don't know if the Jets are four points better than these Raiders right now. I don't think so either. No. It, it's, 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 it's almost like... There's 
at some point you say, okay, well, how's this team? Like when the Patriots were favored over the Commanders this right. week, it's like, how can they be this big of a favorite? When I don't even know if they can score that many points. <laughs> yeah. Like you've got to win by four points. I don't know if they can score four points. Like it, th- these bad offenses, when they're favorites, it's very hard to get behind them, no matter who they're playing. And the, the Raiders aren't very good, but it, boy, th- it looks like they've got a little bit of motivation. It mm-hmm. looks like they got a little bit of swagger. Uh, hearing Antonio Pierce post game compared to Robert Sala, who yeah. sounds like he's giving a eulogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, it wasn't the worst Zach Wilson game ever. <laughs> it wasn't. I've right? seen him way <laughs> shittier than this. Way worse. By the way, you can, you guys see the Dallas game? Are you crazy? <laughs> you could take that soundbite and just put it on every game. Every game. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, it's, it's going to be the same thing. I f- I feel bad in a way for Robert Sala, and it kept it kept panning to his face last night, and you can tell like this isn't what he signed up for. He did like he. He got his hopes up Mm -hmm. like Jets fans. I'm sure he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to enter the upper echelon of NFL coaches. People are going to start talking about me. I have a top three defense in the league and I have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. Yeah. Remember what he was saying at Hard Knocks? He's like, man, we got a good quarterback. Man, that boy. Good. Yeah, he's good. And he couldn't he couldn't handle it. It was so happy. Oh, I, I in a way I feel bad for him. But then I hear him say things like that, like, oh, it's not all on Zach Wilson. I'm like, okay. But, I mean, it's also on Nathaniel Hackett, like yes. you said. And, I, and but, I, I've stood by that this guy this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know what the answer is for these Jets. It's not Zach Wilson. I know that. It, it's Aaron Rodgers, give me a couple weeks, maybe. Yeah. They, they did say, I, I was I was reading up about the, like, the difference between Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers' injuries and why – some people think it's actually feasible for Aaron Rodgers to return this year yep. is because it's Aaron Rodgers left Achilles and mm. for Kirk Cousins, it's his right. So when you throw a football, everything is on your, your push leg, your back leg. Yeah. So not having, not having to deal with that on your push leg does seem like it would make it a lot easier. Um, but still, I, I mean, it seems like a long shot. And again, it's almost like I said about Kyler Murray, but I was wrong about that because it seems like Kyler Murray is going to be back next week anyway. Yeah. I said, by the time Kyler Murray can be back, what's the point of bringing him back? And the Cardinals are like, Cardinals don't care. They're like, whatever, we'll bring him back. We'll figure it out. The Jets, I mean. To be fair, we buried them. We actually bet, Scott, that they would have more wins than the Patriots, or less wins than the Patriots when they were expected to win like five. That's true. They won three games in a row. That was we weren't expecting that. I remember Scott, I remember Fez saying uh, the Patriot or the the Jets are now the second worst. Nope, they're the worst team yeah. in the AFC East. And I, I mean, they're, they're, days like yesterday, it looked like they were right there with them. Yeah. I mean, they look like the same. It's so, like the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing the finger at each other. I sent you guys the tweet from Football Perspective last That's night crazy. that said, in the last five seasons, only four teams have scored eight or fewer offensive touchdowns through their first eight games. The 2019 Jets, the 2020 Jets, the 2023 Giants, and the 2023 Jets. Now, I noticed you said that there was like four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You were pretty convinced the Jets were not scoring a touchdown at that point. You were like, this stat is ready to go. Yeah. yeah. The only, and with a fourth and goal play, Zach Wilson completed a pass to the one-yard line. <laughs> nice. The ball didn't even go in the end zone. I want you to be honest right now. <laughs> it was the most Zach Wilson play ever. If you had these were your choices, uh-huh. draft Zach Wilson in 2021 mm-hmm. or sign Sam Darnold to an extension, what would you have preferred the Jets do? Mm. Would you rather be in year two of Sam Darnold's second contract right now? A Daniel have, Jones situation. Or have drafted Zach Wilson? 
You see, this is it's it's a it's an interesting conversation because I'd rather <laughs> choice. because I'd rather have no I'd rather have Sam Donald right now because I feel like of Sam course. Donald over the past couple of years has you know gained a little bit little bit of experience. But it's just like stuff. Would you rather have Daniel Jones right now or Zach Wilson? Well, you'd rather have Zach Wilson because he's cheaper and he's not going to so, he's not onerous for the next two years. So one of the, there's a Connor Hughes who covers the Jets for SNY sent out a tweet last night um, that if you like combined. The Jets and Giants, like offensive players, like would would it be a competent team? Like no, who's who's the quarterback? Is it is it it's, it's Daniel well, Jones? Is it well? It, well, not anymore Daniel now. Daniel Jones or Tommy? Is it Tommy DeVito or Zach yeah. Wilson? Is Tommy DeVito question. or Zach? You uh, probably is Zach Wilson. Brees or, Hall. All right, you, so you have Brees you Hall still, and Saquon Barkley's nice, but can that's you still it. Use Aaron Rodgers on one leg. Like, yeah. that's still <laughs> yeah. an option in, in this exercise. EPA per play: the Giants dead last. The Jets. Only second to last. I'll be honest. The Jets should honestly start considering just direct snapping to Brees Hall all the time. Like, put him and Dalvin Cook in the backfield and just snap it to one of them and see what happens. Maybe, that, maybe that's how Dalvin Cook gets actually involved you in want some, team's hey, offense. You want some more hey, You want to play some quarterback? You're the quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, Congratulations. You quarterback is right. Uh, from a Chargers perspective, they are home against the Lions next week. And they are one-and-a-half-point dogs. This was a line that I bet over the weekend, and I texted Fez, and I was looking at the look-ahead lines, and I said, Lions plus one. This doesn't make much sense. Lions are coming off a bye. Chargers are going to have a short week. This this feels like a wrong number. So I text Fez. And well, it was a wrong number. Yeah, he's like, no, you bet two, that immediately. <laughs> it and moved two-and-a-half points already. Yeah, so it's, it's moved quite a bit. But, uh, but then again, when you look at the Chargers last night, I mean, you're right. They didn't look spectacular, at least offensively. But defensively, I guess it's hard to weigh when you play the Jets. You can't get all excited if the defense looks good against the Jets. You just can't. So I don't know. I still don't know what to think of this Chargers team. I want nothing to do with them when they're favored. I don't care that they covered against the Bears and the Jets. That doesn't matter to me. These teams are garbage. Uh, I, I still, in, in a close matchup, I just think the Chargers lose those games. Mm-hmm. So, to me, the Lions are, are a, a sage pick, even, you know, under three. I think they're a sage pick. What's interesting is the line moved so much before the Chargers even played, and the Lions were on a bye. It was already at one and a half, even before the game tipped I, off. So. I think people kind of, like, listen, I'm not the sharpest NFL guy in the world. So when I'm perusing lines and that one like starts flashing yeah. at me off the page, like, no, look ads are beatable. It's a great opportunity by you. Yeah, there's a lot of people I think who saw the same thing I did and said this this is just wrong. Yep. Uh, other quarterback news around the NFL: Kyler Murray is set to make his return, barring mm. any yeah. setbacks. I love it when they say right. that, right? Yeah. Like, so what is a setback? They leave him like, out. Like if he like you know, steps on someone's foot in practice? Like, is that a setback? Like, what? what, what is a setback? Drake May has a really good college day. Is yeah, that, that would be, what would cause them not to start Kyler Murray this week? So for me, when uh, when I was fighting, and I, I after my in, my, in my second fight, I tore my ACL, and I was coming back to fight a third time, and it was a, a long rehab process, and I remember during that training camp, there would be days where it's like, this is, it's more sore than it should be, and i just stop. And I'd take a couple days and let it get back to normal. I think it's something like that. Like if he do, if he's going through normal practice stuff and he says, "Hey, this just doesn't feel like I can go." And I, I would imagine an NFL game is, I mean, much more intense than for what for, for me what was an amateur MMA fight. 
if you can't go out there at a hundred percent, like you can just, it'll be real easy for you to get hurt again. Mm -hmm. And the idea that, that he could go out there and not, and, and re-injure himself. I think that's what they want to avoid. So if the, if he feels anything that says, I'm going to get out there and I'm not going to be able to do the things I need to do to protect myself. That's a setback. That means I can't play this week. Isn't it amazing when you compare like the rehab process of like Aaron Rodgers to Kyler Murray, doesn't it make you like, just wonder like, well, Aaron Rodgers is, doing every type of modern medicine, even Western medicine type things yeah. that he can do to recover from a torn Achilles. And we still haven't seen Kyler Murray do anything. It's like, is he just playing Call of Duty? Yeah, the new Call of Duty yeah. came out last week. Uh -huh. I mean, yeah, he's busy. Oh, no, I actually think it comes out like next week. Oh, it was the Fortnite update that came out. That's what he's doing. Yeah, no, I think, it's, yeah. No, I, think it's, I think it's this week, this weekend, actually. I think the new Call of Duty comes yeah, out. Yeah, it's been Fortnite for Kyler. So, I don't know what that so means. So, do you guys think he plays? The line tells me. Oh, he definitely plays Call of Duty, yeah. 50-50. <laughs> I've got his gamer tag. Falcons were two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Now it's pick them at most, uh, most spots. DraftKings still has uh, Falcons by two if you want to tease the Cardinals up. That's the place to do it. I think what you just said, that sure. the, the, the Falcons are, are like that they're, they're a pick them. Yeah. I mean, because the Falcons have been a questionable road favorite already yeah. this season. Yeah, talk about bad offense. And it's, it's like, boy, yeah, how, how do you back that team on the road as a favorite? Uh, I think they would be road favorites again against the the Cardinals with Clayton Toon at quarterback. So uh, I, I don't think that the – I mean, that, I think that line, the lines that say pick, clearly believe that at least 80% Kyler Murray is going to play. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, we do know that Josh Dobbs is going to start. For Minnesota, no surprise. John, listen, man. guy takes over for Jaron Hall, who had this, the concussion and leads his team to a victory. Where he has to, he doesn't. He's talking with the offensive linemen on the sidelines, saying, "This is my cadence. This I'm is what say we're going to do." Hut and yes, hike. exactly. How impressive is this dude? I mean, let's be real. This is this is awesome. Uh, guys, just and you know what? I give give credit to Baker Mayfield when he did it last year too. He just showed up in L.A. and they were like, "Hey, you want to play today?" And he's like, "All right." And I think they won that game, or at least they covered that game. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but for Josh Dobbs to show up and not know any of it. And to go in and win a game on the road, I think is one of the more impressive things I've seen this season. And I, I really do think it goes to show that this, this is like a really smart dude. We talked about Zach Wilson and how I think Zach Wilson is really dumb. I think Josh Dobbs is just really smart. Yeah. And he's able to pick things up at a pace that – and he, I, he also knows his limitations. And he's not trying to do things that he, he's unable to do. Also, I would love – and I don't know – with the NFL – ever do this or i don't know if, it, if we're ever going to be able to do this i'd love to have the conversations like between the coach and the quarterback like released to the public oh that'd be awesome like we, at, we got a little bit of that with the netflix doc like no i'd like to know i want i want yeah. i want to oh, know yeah. what's in the helmet up, up until the time where it gets cut off by the league like you have until 10 seconds how much better than clock. that would be the how much better than the manning cast would that oh, it'd be, be so much better it'd but be, think, I, right? be awesome. think about this like like Kevin O'Connell said that he had to describe the plays <laughs> to Josh Dobbs in his hel helmet before they cut them off. That's so great. imagine this is what you hear. All right, here's the play call. Josh Dobbs calls the play, gets it to the line of scrimmage, and now there's 20 seconds left on the play clock. And he's like, all right, Josh, so uh, you got Addison's going to run a five-yard hitch, then you have Hawkinson's going to run a six-yard out, and then you're going to have your running back. And it cuts off, and Josh Dobbs has to run the play. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nathaniel Hackett's conversations with Zach Wilson is probably just like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh hey, Zach. 
Well, on top of that, hey, feeling jo- hey, good luck out there, man. Yeah, good, Josh Dobbs good luck turns out around, there. He sees- you know that I used to coach Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> when Josh Dobbs turns around, he sees Alexander Madison, and he goes, "Well, that's no help." So I, gotta, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to do this on my own. So Dobbs' first possession, he gets into the game. He's at the one yard line. He gets a safety. Next possession, he gets a fumble. He had the best QBR in the week. Oh, did he really? Take out, yeah, 86, better than Joe Burrow's. Wow. Take out those first two drives. He had like a perfect game, and he came in completely cold. That's incredible, man. Like what? Yeah, I, Listen, I like the Vikings. I think the Vikings are better on defense than people give them credit for. Uh, I think losing... They're going to make the playoffs with Josh Dobbs. Losing Cam Akers, I think, is a big loss because I think they were trying to start to force him some of these Madison carries, and Madison is clearly no good. Uh, But... It, it's, I guess the Vikings don't care about running the football anyway, so nope. they're just going to chuck it around with Josh Dobbs. So we were talking about the odds to make the playoffs on the recap pod with Fez and RJ. Fez likes the no minus 175. Yes is plus 140. What do you guys think? I, I like the yes when it was plus 200. did, which would be a, a, a good bet ago. right now. You yeah. can edge out. Yeah. But, no, yeah, I still like the yes. They're, I'm taking the Vikings as one of my picks this week. Uh, they're plus two and a half against the Saints. Show me a three. That's we're, that. That is the spot, right? I there. mean, let's let's do it. Let's do the math on this. The, the NFC South is clearly a one one bid league. Uh, yes. To put it in college basketball terms, they're a one bid league. The NFC East is two clear teams in the playoffs. Yeah. We know the Lions will be there. I think the 49ers and the Seahawks are there. Who's that next team? I I don't see another team better than Minnesota. Like, do you guys? Do you, no. Like, is it the Commanders or the I Rams? Mean, the South gets the benefit of having to play each other, so the Falcons are a little bit more alive because they get to play the Bucks. And like, the you might have Panthers. the you, you might have like two teams in the South be you know, but nine, also now nine, eight, you know. Whatever. But guess what? The Fal- the Falcons now have a head to head loss to the Vikings, right? Yeah. Which I mean, Minnesota's yeah, making the playoffs. I think Vikings plus one forty. I like it. Minnesota's making too. the playoffs. They've won four straight games. They play the Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders. Bengals tough game, Ooh, Lions Broncos tough game, back to back, and then right, Packers right? Lions. Like, yeah, but the Falcons play the Cardinals and the Bucks and the Panthers. Still, they play the Jets. But one team has Josh Dobbs. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Taylor Heineke one zero this year. Oh, no, he's zero one. What am I talking about? Yeah, Taylor Heineke zero one. Yeah, and he lost a, to Josh Dobbs. What an idiot! And he had a bad game. QBR win. He stinks. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ. It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, 
I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. My Knicks defeated James Harden and the Clippers last night, 111-97. James Harden finishes the night in his Clippers debut, scoring 17 points, a minus 18 on the floor. Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA expert here on Straight Out of Vegas. What did you make of Harden's debut? It seemed pretty soft. I mean, this is a team that has Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but when you get rebound, out-rebounded by 20 and you have a significant amount of turnovers, 22, it doesn't matter how well you shoot. You're not going to win a game where the other team gets 20 more shots than you. And it wasn't, like, bad offense. It was just kind of kind of soft, kind of kind of got run over by a team that seemed like they wanted it more. It feels weird, like, looking at the, the starting five, like, all right, Zubats is whatever, but... Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Like, there's an all-star team on the floor. Yeah. You would think they would just run over everybody every night. But what do we say about James Harden? Just not a winning player. He'll, he'll give you nights, but the team will not well, have success. It's also hard to imagine that James Harden is in any kind of real game shape at this yeah. point. Like, he, he's this wasn't a normal – well, it kind of was a normal James Harden offseason filled with drama <laughs> and probably not a lot of working out. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't appear like he's – a full go just yet. I listen. I, I think James Harden will get better as the season goes on. I, I think it's still a good. It's good for that team overall. I've always said James Harden can't win a championship if he's the best player on the team. That's not a concern here. Uh, if he is open to playing the role of third guy and second guy when inevitably one of those other two guys gets hurt, I, I think it can be a useful thing. I just think it's going to take some time for them to to find the groove, if you know what I mean. And that's the question. They started Westbrook and James Harden. I'm not sure if Terrence Mann would have been healthy if he would have been the starter, but I feel like James Harden can be that guy on some nights. I'm not sure if they're going to if he's going to want that. You know, we talked about how he's the whole system and how he was kind of on a leash in Philadelphia. It can't be Westbrook and James Harden. It can be Westbrook or James Harden, I think, and you can have a coherent offense and defense, but we'll see. Early returns, it's exactly what you would think. They put up some numbers. They all hit shots. They have a lot of turnovers, and the other team played harder. Well, the next time we'll see this team in action will be on Wednesday. Uh, the Clippers are at the Brooklyn Nets. Would you be looking to back the Clippers after the loss here to the Knicks, or, or are we looking at this as an opportunity to fade them because people are going to yeah. inflate the lines with now James Harden on the team? You know, I was doing the handicap on Clippers-Knicks, and I really like the Clippers. I strongly lean to the Clippers. And I hadn't even factored James Harden in. So it was, was it, if it was a positive at all, I would have been betting the Clippers. But I couldn't. I had to step back and think, this team's going to take a while to get there. Because they were already doing really well with you know the first couple games of the season. 
now they completely hit the new hit the detonate button and they got to reinvent. And didn't we see? Didn't we see that with the Nets? Like it took a while exactly. for them to, yeah. to to gel, and then eventually it got to the point where it's like, hey. When they're on the floor together, they're unbeatable. But it took a while. Like, the early part of the season was the time to fade them. Definitely. So I think that might be the case here for the Clippers. Mac, I know nobody's surprised that the Celtics and the Nuggets are sitting at the top of the standings. They're, you know, they're obviously pretty good. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised? I want to ask you about three teams. Are you surprised to see Philadelphia where they are sitting at 5-1? and one? Uh, do you think this is real? Like, is this, is this Joel Embiid just carrying this team? Like, how... How much? How long can this survive for? It seems like it's it's yeah. almost impossible to carry that for 82 games. I think they're a team that could be like the third seed in the East. I mean, they're a team that were always worse than what they should be on paper. Like Tobias Harris was a former All Star. They've had other guys that should be better than what they've put together. So maybe Nick Nurse has something here, and maybe they want to show it to uh, to Harden and prove something because they've looked. I mean, they're plus 13 per game. They've looked as good as anybody so far. And I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's fool's gold. I think this team's really good. What about the Dallas Mavericks? I mean, this is a team that was, I mean, scuffling to say it, to put it nicely yeah. last season. Uh, to start out six and one, including three and one on the road, got another road win last night at Orlando. How real is this Mavericks team? Is it possible that like Luca's finally living up to what he was supposed to be, or is it the fact that now we have they start a season fresh with it Kyrie Irving? Well, yeah, it definitely helps and. The question is going to be, like, coherency and offense. I mean, defense. Because this was a couple years ago. Luka had the number one offensive rating in the league. Last year they were good. So far, they're 15th on defense. If you told me beginning of the season they're going to be 15th, Kyrie's bought in, not turning the ball over, playing good defense, they're as good as anybody. I mean, offensively, they're like the Atlanta Hawks in that way. They can score with anybody. If they're decent defense like they have been, they'll be a contender. If I told you the Golden State Warriors would be 6-2 and and 5-1 and on the road, would you have been shocked at that? Because I'm certainly shocked. And last oh, yeah. night, their offense was not good uh, against the Pistons, and they still got an 11-point win. What's working for the, the Warriors right now? Steph Curry's having his best year ever. At one point, he was better than 50%. I tweeted it out on threes. He missed something after that. But he's taking more threes. He's making more threes. Maybe Chris Paul being there, he's having less assists. He's maybe being able to focus on that part of his game. But he's been incredible. He's been an MVP candidate. So Ten to one to be the MVP. Would you bet that right now? I would. He's. I actually. We actually talked about this on the NBA pod with Munaf and Sleepy. He would be my highest value pick, best pick on the board. So at the beginning of the season, we talked about the Warriors as a team who it seemed unlikely they could be an NBA title contender. Yeah. But obviously, if this is the Steph Curry that we're going to get all year, and uh, assuming health, which I know is is hard to do, this team can win a title, right? I think so. And Andrew Wiggins, who's their second best player during their title run, has had a really bad start to the year. But if you're looking at it from a statistical point of view, if he regresses to the mean, they're even better than they are right now. What did I tell you? The Golden State Warriors are going to win that in-season tournament. Yeah, well. Plus 950. I thought right? you said the Knicks were. No, I said this is the type of thing the Knicks would oh, win. Oh, you said they got to raise a banner. <laughs> <laughs> the type of thing, the <laughs> the type of thing that they would win. Uh, no NBA games tonight. It is uh, election day. So the league is what? off. Uh, tonight for Election Day, the season will resume on Wednesday. I was wondering why my CBS Sports app was showing me Champions League games. Yeah. Like, that's not <laughs> scroll, scroll. In-season tournament games will resume on Friday. Remember, it's Tuesdays yep. and Fridays in November. Uh, but except for Election Day. Except We're for Election Day. Uh, although, is, don't we observe Veterans Day on Friday? Yeah, but that's like, not as important. Kids aren't in school this Friday. But not as important. It is salute the service month in the NFL. Uh, so Friday will be in season tournament game twos for the NBA. 
College basketball tipped off yesterday. Tons of teams in action, and only one of the top 25 teams didn't leave home with a smile on their face. That was the Michigan State Spartans. They lose 79-76 in overtime at home to James Madison, to the Dukes, not to Duke, the Dukes, uh, 79-76 winners. So uh, the Spartans, have, there's a lot of high hopes for this team coming into the season. Not a great start. Michigan State, the first AP top five team to lose its season opener at home to an unranked opponent since Kentucky lost at home to Western Kentucky in 2001. I remember it like it was yesterday. Tom Izzo entered the game with a 21-7 record in season openers, and it was uh, losing to a family member. His nephew, <laughs> Matt Bucklin, is the assistant coach at James Madison. The only reason why this game was even played, because uh, a couple of years ago, Izzo booked the, uh, you know, I guess the, the multi-year deal or whatever because of his uh, sister's son being an assistant coach for James Madison. Yeah, the 2001 uh, Kentucky team, big disappointment. Big disappointment. Tayshon Prince team, not not, <laughs> a, not not an ideal start for them that season either. Uh, Purdue did have an ideal start. Zach Eady is going to dominate the college basketball season. I, he may get knocked out in the first round of the tournament, but he is pretty unstoppable when he's on the floor. 98-45 winners, Purdue over Samford. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of scores that sound the same. 95-52, UConn over Northern Arizona. 80-42, Tennessee over Tennessee Tech. 101-60, Miami over New Jersey IT. Did you go to school there, Scott, in JIT? No. The oh. Institute of Technology. It's yeah. Not. Okay. Good. Uh, you would have been sad. Today. Played against them in baseball. Uh, North Carolina, eighty-six. Radford, seventy. Villanova, ninety. American, sixty-three. Hunter Dickinson, uh, who transferred in from Michigan to Kansas, had a big day. Twenty-one points, eight rebounds in his first game for Kansas. Kansas, the number one team in the country. They are going to be very, very good. They beat North Carolina Central in the opener, ninety-nine fifty-six. Houston, eighty-four. UL Monroe. 31. That's a lot of touchdowns. The top scorer for UL Monroe had five points. <laughs> that was their leading scorer. It's like a junior high game. Uh, Arkansas, 93. Alcorn, 59. Texas A&M, 78. Texas A&M Commerce, 46. Kentucky didn't lose their first game of the season this year. 86-46 winners over New Mexico State. Texas, 88. Incarnate Word, 56. Word. Alabama 105, more Morehead State word 73, uh, Illinois 80, Eastern Illinois 52, Marquette 92, Northern Illinois 70, Duke 92, Dartmouth, ugh, Dartmouth, right, McKenzie? I know, right? 54, Arizona 122, Morgan State 59, right here in Vegas, USC 82, Kansas State 69, nice. the uh, the number one recruit in the country, uh, Isaiah Collier. 18 points, six assists in his first game with the Trojans. They look like they could be uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. St. Mary's 107, Stanislaw State. What? 20, what? 28. <laughs> uh, I think you coughed while you were saying that. Stanislaw. <laughs> it's a side you order with barbecue. I'll take uh, beans and that Stanislaw right there. Uh, and then San Diego State 83, Cal State Fullerton 57. It's California State University, Stanislaus, okay? <laughs> and 
It is located in Turlock, Stanislaus County, California. Okay. Because we, we all know where Turlock is. They don't even is. have My a logo. Stanislaus ESPN State. just has a gray shield with a line <laughs> through it. Okay. In 19... 19- it's like one of those video games where <laughs> right. they couldn't get the rights. So it's just... All right. All right. Like instead go. of Barry Bonds, yeah. it's like... It's like Harry Fonz. The Bulls had like a seven foot white shooting guard that was like the greatest player of all time. Because Jordan didn't want to be in video games. All right. This is the first sentence. This is the first paragraph in the history of Stanislaus State University. In 1957, the California State Legislature established what was then called Stanislaus State College as the 15th campus of the CSU system. Nice. Right. Because Turlock was better known at the time for its turkeys <laughs> rather than its aspirations towards higher education. <laughs> Clark Kerr highlighted this event in his memoirs and his example of how the state colleges had become vulnerable to pork barrel politics in state legislature. This was one of the several reasons for the creation of the California Master Plan for Higher Education of 1960. You know I, I knew this name sounded familiar because the turkeys come from Stanislaus. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows Turlock. That. The Turlock turkeys. Yeah. Please tell me that they're the Stanislaus State turkeys. Is that their mascot? Uh, no, they're the Warriors. Damn it. Sorry, friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to I hate to break that to you. But everyone knows that Turlock is known for the turkeys. I know, but they, if they were Turlock State, it would be the Turlock turkeys, but it's not. Oh, wow. uh, well, these kids, I don't know if these kids are going to be, or if they're not, maybe they're not old enough to vote, but they're going to be playing basketball today anyway. They don't care that it's it's voting day. They're going to they're going to go out there and tough it out. Florida A&M on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus 33 and a half at Creighton. Creighton, one of my favorite teams coming into the season. Uh, and our boy, Ryan Kalkbrenner, doesn't have mono yet. So he should be uh, should be dominant here. And number 20, Baylor, a one and a half point favorite hosting. Uh, oh, they're not hosting Auburn. They're playing Auburn on a neutral at the Pentagon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Playing at the Pentagon? The South Dakota Pentagon, oh, not okay. the D.C. Pentagon. Uh, Auburn, a lot of lineup questions. Uh, John I. Broom, I don't know if he's going to play or not. They've got a, a five-star freshman. that He's, he's got a questionable uh, mark with an ankle. So not sure what Auburn's going to look like, so I'll be staying away from that game. Did you make any plays in the – Inaugural day? I went two and one there on my go. plays uh, for inaugural 6. day. I'll, I'll take it. I will take it. All day. On the ice, uh, just four games on the schedule last night. And when we previewed the schedule on yesterday's SOVAM, I pointed out how a couple of teams with uh, elite records were dogs in their games. The Bruins were dogs on the road at the Stars. I mean, the Stars are a really good team. Uh, and the Canucks at home were dogs to the Edmonton Oilers. Well, Vancouver improves to 5 0 and 1 at home winning 6-2 over Edmonton. And the Bruins improved to 5-1-0 on the road with a 3-2 win over the Dallas Stars. Shows what Vegas knows. Other finals, Panthers over the Blue Jackets 5-4 in overtime. The Maple Leafs with a come-from-behind win in OT 6-5 over the Lightning. A much larger slate of games tonight. The Lightning playing the second night of a back-to-back will be in Montreal to play against the Canadians. And right now we have Tampa Bay, a minus 162 favorite in this one. Matt Tompkins likely in net for the second of a back-to-back for Tampa Bay. Likely in net for the Carolina Hurricanes is Auntie Ranta as their top goaltender, Frederick Anderson, is dealing with a medical issue and undergoing evaluations. No, no word on how long exactly he'll be away from the team. But the Hurricanes, who are undefeated at home this season, 
will host the Sabres, Carolina, a minus 198 favorite. The Wild are at the Islanders, New York, a minus 130 favorite at home. Rangers host the Red Wings, part of a TNT nationally televised doubleheader. New York, a minus 166 favorite at home. Uh, the Rangers just had their six-game winning streak snapped in Minnesota so they return home 8-2 and 1 on the season Red Wings 7-4 and 1 good start for the young Red Wings the Jets are at the Blues Winnipeg a minus 130 favorite Flames are minus 135 at home against the Predators DraftKings dog of the day baby you like the Predators I as do dogs I do like the Predators yep Nashville 5 and 6 on the year the Flames 3-7 and 1 on the year. Is this is a bad pick. You, you like it, Calgary? Is it just because you bet against Calgary before? And, yes. Okay. I, I think they stink, and uh, I think may, maybe they look good against Seattle, mm. who I, I think a lot of people thought was going to be really good coming into the season, and I don't know if they are. So I'm not buying. Uh, I'm not buying Calgary as a favorite. I think it's crazy. Well, yeah, they've won three of eleven games. Why are they favored here? Well, Jacob Markstrom, uh, one six and one record with a three point zero three goals against average. Should he be? The starter in net tonight, UC Soros, four and five with a 2.68 goals against average. Again, those are the likely starters, but things could change for both teams as we progress throughout the morning. We'll find out more, you know, morning skates and things like that. So, what do you think of the pick? Should we all double down and and, and take out a mortgage? You with me on this? I wouldn't do it. I mean, uh, (laughs) F you, pal. It's a a coin flip game. Either team can win. One team's got plus 115. Like, don't you take plus 115 on a coin flip? Sure. Of course. All right. Take 115 take on a coin out flip. a mortgage. Yeah. All right. I, I've got another bet, McKenzie. This one's not – it's not a dog, though. All right. The Kraken are at the Coyotes. This is an even split. Minus 110 both ways. Connor Ingram, backup, will be in net for Arizona in this game tonight. The Devils, heavy dogs at Colorado. The Avalanche just got blown out by the Vegas BGK, Golden BGK. Knights. 7 nothing. Wow, what a Scott was there. That was. He didn't mush it. I, I did Scott, not Scott mush was going to the game. All. I said, oh, great. They're going to lose. Scott. Yeah, he didn't do it, though. So the Avalanche minus 175. The Devils on the comeback, plus 145. This is the second game of the TNT doubleheader. Normally, I'd be all over the Devils here. I have concerns without Jack Hughes in the lineup. Uh, Jack Hughes got hurt in, in two games ago. He didn't play the last game. They still beat... Uh, Chicago 4-2. to two. Lindy Ruff said they did all the small things that they needed to do to come away with the victory. It was really a 3-2 game. They got the empty netter as time expired to cover the puck line there. So a uh, little puck line luck if you had the minus a goal and a half. Um, not sure on Jack Hughes' status, how long he'll be out. But without Jack Hughes, that's the reason why this line is um, – significant. Uh, Hughes week to week is all they're saying right now. The Penguins are at the Ducks. Pittsburgh minus 165. Anaheim plus 136 on the comeback. The Ducks 7-4 and four on the year. And Luke Dostal, uh, if he's in net tonight, has had a really nice start to the season for the Anaheim Ducks. 5-1 and one with a 2.8 goals against average. And the Flyers are at the Sharks. San Jose 0-10-1 on the year, they have not won a game. They have scored more than one goal in only two of their 11 games this year. They average a league-worst 1.09 goals per game. They allow a league-high 4.91 goals per game. They are 1-10 in 10 on the puck line this Listen. season. 
And I know everybody's thinking the exact same thing. The Sharks are the worst team. What are the sharp guys going to do? I'm playing Philadelphia minus yes. 190. <laughs> I figured that was yes. what, what do you do when you're the sharp guy? That's what you do. Well, I'm going to play the Flyers on the puck line because if you're going to continue to give me <laughs> plus money on the puck line against the Sharks, where every single game except for one has won, they're, they're 0-10-1. Okay? They've played 11 games. They've lost 10 of them in regulation. All 10 in regulation have been by more than one goal. The one loss in overtime or a shootout is the only game that they covered the puck line, and yet we're still getting plus money on the puck line. I know it's the Flyers plus 120. Uh, I'll take it against the San Jose Sharks. They give up the most goals and they score the least? Yes. Is this like the worst team in North American sports history? I mean, we all know about the 1899 Cleveland Spiders. It is is the worst start to an NHL season. It is now tied with the Rangers in the 40s with the 11 straight losses to start the season, 1943-44. That's the all-time record, and the Sharks have tied it. And with another loss tonight, they will have 12 straight losses to start the season. I'm with you guys. Give me the Flyers. Make sure you guys go to pregame.com, use our promo code, and get your discount. Hoops 10. Get you $10 off any purchase at pregame.com. Look for your daily best bets that usually go from anywhere, $25, $20, $15. Get, take $10 off of it. Why not? Use the promo code HOOPS10 at pregame.com. Great way to uh, take advantage on a you know short-term basis. If you don't want to commit to a season-long subscription, just take $10 off and get a daily best bet package. Go right ahead. Use the promo code HOOPS10 at pregame.com. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. Hey, yeah.